Hey, it's Justin Moore, host of Creator Debates. Have you ever wondered how to renegotiate with a brand or a long-term sponsor? Maybe you're debating back and forth about whether to rock the boat or just keep on cruising. I mean, you don't want to ruin a good thing, right? Right? Well, my friend Josh was struggling with this very thing, so I called him up and gave him some tough love. Before we get started with this episode, I'm curious, are you looking to land more brand partnerships? Because I have a free weekly report that's gonna get you paid. The Creator Wizard newsletter will help you find which brands and companies are sponsoring creators, pitch more effectively, get paid more money on each partnership, and immediately get better looking and tell funnier jokes, probably. Join 30,000 creators and sign up at creatorwizard.com slash join. That's creatorwizard.com slash join. I must not be charging enough. That's Josh. He's a creator just like you. I feel like there's the potential to raise those rates. See, here's the problem. Most creators allow long-term sponsorships to just kind of chug along. After all, it can feel like a lot of effort to renegotiate the terms of an already lucrative relationship. Don't fix what ain't broke, right? But when more and more brands start competing for your attention, you owe it to yourself and your audience to reevaluate even your most successful partnerships. That's why I'm giving Josh some tough love today. I'm dissecting his entire sponsorship strategy and laying out the surprise number of ways you can completely justify asking for more cash from the brands you love. So by the end of this, you'll know how to renegotiate your relationship with the brand, even when it's already lucrative, the critical thing that brands value more than views or impressions, and how to structure your sponsorship packages so brands want to choose the most expensive one. One mistake that a lot of creators make when they start doing packages is they just... Hey Justin, uh, so my name is Josh. I run uh, actually a couple different YouTube channels, but the one that I'm really focusing on here is uh, All Things Secured. So it is a security, uh, online security, privacy focused website that's really, I, I started actually just to like, help people like my parents not fall for scams. So I'm not like super in depth into the like deep high security stuff. I'm not doing a lot of B2B stuff. Uh, I'm a lot more on the B2B, B2C side. So like just talking to the regular consumer. Uh, and so there's positives and negatives to that. You know, there's more money to be made on the B2B side, but, um, uh, but yeah. So I think what I've had is I, I went through your course about a year ago, and it was fantastic. I, I mean, immediately saw uh, a huge uh, increase in my sponsorship, like how much of the pie sponsorship started taking up on my on my revenue chart, which is great. I love it. Um, and so now, I just yeah, had to do it. I had to do it. There you go. <laughs> go and, and, and it's been good. And I'm reaching a point now where I, I feel like I'm, I'm actually have a, a fairly good skill at developing the relationships. Like I want this to be a win-win for everybody, right? My audience, I am obviously really invested in making sure that this is good for my audience, but I take a lot of pride in the fact that I've got like the, the people that have, or the companies that have sponsored me, like they want to continue sponsoring. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and almost eager to the point where I'm like, I must not be charging enough because uh, they're like, not only are they super eager, but I have other companies, competitors that have been, you know, that they're constantly, they're emailing me. So when's your, you know, non-compete or your, uh, uh, <laughs> whatever you call it. The exclusivity. exclusivity. Yeah. When's the exclusivity up, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, 
part of what I want to talk about is just this, like, okay, I, I see a lot of value in developing long-term relationships with these companies. But as the channel grows, as, you know, the successes continue to, to build, how do I make it worth my while in that I need to raise rates, right? Mm. I, I need to. And and I like the truth is, and hopefully, you know, the my sponsors aren't necessarily watching this, but the truth is I'm probably not going to go flip-flopping between competitors because I don't want to give my audience like this, okay, now go with this one. Oh, wait, no, now go with this one because they're paying me more. Like I don't want to give that feeling. So I, I'm, I'm probably not going to be going back and forth. But at the same time, I'm recognizing that I need to be charging more. Um, so yeah, and that, that's one part of this. The second part is I think one of the reasons why uh, things have gone well, or at least I suppose, is because I'm, I think I've done a fairly good job of aligning the sponsors that I'm getting with the audience, right? So that the conversion rates are really good. So even if I only get 10,000 views on a video, like I get an email from the the sponsor being like, that was the best that we've had. It was incredible. And I think it's because it just lines up so perfectly. The problem is that that really limits me if I if that's the only type of company that I'm doing. So if I'm working in the online security and privacy space, a password manager is great, right? That makes a lot of sense. But there's only so many verticals that I can work with. And so like, even for instance, like the whoop, right? I, I don't know if you've ever used a whoop before, but like there's a privacy aspect to that. It's not really privacy and security, but uh, I haven't moved into that side of working with, like considering working with brands that are outside of my very, very small niche. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. Yeah. All right. So there's a bunch of different things I think we need to discuss here. Um, sure. First and foremost is um, what you mentioned at the top around, you know, you've, you want to develop these long-term relationships, but at the same time, um, you know, want to make sure that you're, you know, capturing as much revenue as possible. Um, yes, of course, there's value to the ongoing nature of like having income predictability and knowing that, okay, the sponsor is going to come back to me over and over and that's great. And yes, I'm making good money here. Um, but like, because of the fact that, you know, it seems like everyone in the space is coming to you, like maybe, you know, that we need to take a second look here. So first of all, totally, you know, totally normal thing to, to wonder. Um, so let me throw it back to you and actually ask you a very simple question is, is like, how much do you value being able to just like put a relationship on autopilot? You know that that check is going to be coming every month or every six months or however long the partnership is. How much do you value that versus the maybe 25, 50%, maybe even 100% more that you could potentially make, but it means that you have to go out there, develop new relationships, you have to, you know, potentially prove yourself out with a new relationship. Like, if you're thinking about that in your mind, like, is that a road you wanna go down? Or, uh, you know, is, it, is, that, is that even worth it to you, I guess, is the question. Yeah, I think my motivations maybe uh, are a little skewed just by the fact that sponsorships are not like they it's it's been a great addition, but I don't live off of the sponsorships. So I have my income streams that pay for like the, everything. And then, you know, what I'm doing here is just kind of above and beyond okay. uh, and really maximizing the opportunities that I have. And, that, and that's kind of where I'm going with this. I don't mind taking time to develop relationships. Um, but at the same time, like I said to you at the, at the top, I would much rather, like I, I'm, I'm less con, like focused on that and more focused on the fact that I don't want to confuse my audience by, by 
changing, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I'm not doing recommendations based on who's paying me. Like I'm, I'm, but the truth is, is that I'm pursuing the companies that I use and like using. Mm. And so I don't want it to, to constantly be moving around. Can I challenge you on that actually, Josh? Go for um, it. Yeah, please. Okay. Because I actually think this is a, um, a topic that a lot of creators, um, a struggle that a lot of creators have is like, oh, I just don't want to be, like you said, I don't want to like ruin my integrity with my audience by just like paying who's, you know, going with whoever who's paying top dollar. Um, and I actually learned something very early on from my wife, actually, who started her YouTube channel in 2009, um, which is that she always set an expectation with her audience that like the reason that one of the reasons that you are following me or should follow me is that I'm going to test everything for you. I am essentially an unbiased ad, like an unbiased observer. I'm going to like, you know, because my audience doesn't have the money or the time or the patience to test all these tools, test all these beauty products or these skincare things, these moisturizers, right? They're not going to do it. And so they come to me and be like, April, what do you think of this, you know, shampoo or what do you think of this lotion or whatever? And so it's more of a positioning exercise that it's like, I'm not like, you know, hitching my horse to, you know, like any one brand necessarily. It's more about like, I'm going to evaluate it. I'm going to tell you my honest opinion. Um, and I'm going to evaluate a lot of these different tools. Um, and so, um, just, just something to consider that, like, I think this is something that a lot of creators struggle with is they think that their audience is going to get mad at them for testing direct competitors. And I actually think if you position this properly and say, look, like I am the one who's going to be testing all these different VPNs, all these password managers, all these things, you know, all these different tools for you so that you don't have to. And as you probably know, like, uh, you know, yeah, there may be somewhere it's like apples and apples. It's ident copy and paste. You could interchange the name of the brand. And it's the same, but probably because you're so in you like in the weeds with this stuff, you probably know there's like some tools that are better for certain things than others. Some are more sure. consumer focused, some are more B, you know, prosumer, some are B2B, you know, better for B2B, whatever. Like, and so it's like, you could honestly say like, this is a better fit for you if you are this type of, you know, consumer or something like that, right? Um, and so just, just food for thought here, because, you know, there may be a lane for you to um, potential, like just a quick, like, um, anecdote there is that like we are I, I think I, I don't want to like uh, the, the, like a little first look of exclusive knowledge here but like we're probably going to increase my newsletter to four days a week I'm thinking mm-hmm. and we're going to do tool Tuesdays because we're constantly being asked of like about what, what like oh what's your tech stack what tools are you using yeah. to build your creator business and so we're now going to be probably featuring tools services software programs some may be sponsors some may be affiliates Probably most of them are not going to be either of those. It's just going to be, hey, shining a spotlight on a cool tool. And so, again, it's like positioning ourselves as, you know, unbiased people who are like, um, you know, like shining a spotlight on different tools. So I just wanted to mention that because maybe just to stretch stretch your brain a little bit around like you're not actually ruining your integrity by showing different tools in a different way. So that's number one. The second thing is that um, when it when it comes to. Um, building relationships, making sure you're charging more money. The first tactic, in my opinion, would be to go and have a realign, realigning conversation with your current sponsors. That's the, that's That would be the path of least resistance, would be to go and have a very honest conversation. You don't go in there and say, hey, I think you should pay me more money because I'm I'm very well, I'm being pursued right now by, by everyone in this space. That's not, that's not the right way to position it. What is the best way to do it is you're gonna go and you're going to you're going to put together a comprehensive overview report of everything that you've done over the last year or 2 years or however long the relationship has been because here's what happens Josh is that when brands work with creators for a long time period 
it gets lost all of the contributions that you've made over the last 12, 18 months because of the fact that they're working with so many different creators. They're working with maybe 20, 50, 100 creators a month, depending on how big the brand, NordVPN, right? They're working with hundreds of people a month probably, right? Sure. And so it's like certain sponsors, it's very easy to lose track of like how big of an impact you're actually having. And so it actually makes it, it you have to go back there and say, okay, let me put this report together where I share not only quantitative insights of like top level metrics, views, engagement, you know, if you have some conversion metrics, you have a dashboard, affiliates, you know, clicks, you know, signups, whatever. And also qualitative stuff where it's like, hey, this is the general sentiment. I've, you know, maybe you have a VA and you go hire them to mine download all of the comments across all of the sponsored videos that you've done and you pull out some high level, use chat GPT to maybe, you know, to pull out some high level insights where you say, hey, look at, you know, I, I believe over the you know last 12, 18 videos we've done together, um, we've really, you know, shifted the, the narrative here in terms of positive brand association. Um, and so like, then you come to them and you say, hey, I would love to discuss our relationship, look how much I've moved the needle for you guys over the next 18 months. I have all these really cool ideas of how we can take our relationship to the next level. And yes, it's going to require an incremental investment based on where we're at right now. But it's, I, I believe that that's the next, that is the first priority for you is like, that would be the easiest one. You don't have to go out there and prove yourself to a new sponsor. Um, and it's about resetting the relationship so that they know how much value you're providing. So, so how does that, how does that sit with you? Yeah. Yeah, um, it does. I, I I definitely, and maybe you can tell me if I'm crazy on this or not. Like I, I go between wanting just like these one or two month things. Like sometimes if I were to sign a 12 month, it's just, it, it weighs me down with this idea. Okay. I've got like, I got to act on this for 12 months as opposed to like a two month thing where I could do it and take a break like this month you've been traveling. I'm going to be traveling like crazy. And it's like, Oh, the idea that I don't have to do that. Now that's just my own problem. I got to work through, but I'm, you know, thinking through that. It's like, okay, no, 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 no. Let, let's die. Let, this is important. Let's not, let's not like uh, push that to the side. So, um, number one, you have to balance uh, the business stuff, especially given that this is above and beyond, this is the icing on the cake stuff. You've already got the other revenue streams, right? You don't want this to become a, oh, I got to do this. Because the true. moment that you, the moment you enter that territory, the moment you're going to start regretting these types of partnerships. So you have to balance yeah. that with, yes, maybe there's some operational logistics streamlining stuff so that you are able to batch them, you know, to a certain degree. So you're not feeling that there's a load, but yes, if a 12 month thing is, feels like a, a brain, you know, make going to make your brain mush, um, then don't do that. Like definitely don't do that, but maybe there's a happy medium. Maybe it's a every other month thing or a quarterly thing or a just quick anecdote here. Like I have ongoing sponsors and instead of saying, Hey, I'm going to give you these dates where I'm doing mm -hmm. sponsorships for you. I'm going to give you two a month. So I have a little bit of slippage. So it's like, you know, I'm, and this is, I'm talking about a live stream sponsorship. So, you know, okay. yeah, there, I may be like traveling. Right. And so instead of, oh yeah, you're going to get the October 25th live stream. No, it's like two month. Right. So some, sometimes I just don't have the ability to do a live stream. Right. And so I, there's, there's ways around it is the point. I, I, I'm thinking about getting into live stream a little bit more. What does that look like for you? Is that a certain number of mentions throughout the course of an hour? I haven't seen one of your live streams. I'm yeah, sorry. so I have a um, logo in the upper corner. This live stream is brought to you by X. Um, and then I do one, uh, basically a plug at the beginning, very quick one, a plug, a, a long plug in the middle, and then just a thank you at the end. So it's it's just basically one chunk of a mention. Um, 
and it's been great. It's been awesome. Um, you know, I, I always p- package the the sponsorship by saying, you know, like I'll just give a shout out to Uscreen because they're one of my uh, long term sponsors across all my different, um, uh, you know, content formats. Um, and I say I, I be I'm very clear with my audience. I say, hey, these sponsorships allow me to continue to bring you awesome free content. <laughs> like that, that's what this allows me to do. And so, um, everyone's always like awesome about it. And it's been, um, I had, in fact, when I was at a vid summit recently, um, I was, the U screen was there, they had a booth and they, uh, some of their people came up and told me like, oh man, we had people come by the booth and say, oh, I, I heard about you from, from one of Justin's live streams. So it's like, you know, there, there is this, um, a, a lot of the, um, you know, you know, uh, when you talk with sponsors and, and they're wondering like, oh, is it, is a live stream, is it worth it? Like relative to a, a VOD or, or something like that. Um, it's really important to understand that, like that is very much oftentimes a brand awareness play. It's not going to be oftentimes a conversion play. And so it, it is important how you, how you position it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's how I tend to position even shorts a lot of times because I can't get a lot of great conversion off of that, but it is one way to capture and, and do a lot more brand awareness. I don't know if you would agree with that or not. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's like, um, you know, having the conversation with the sponsor, like I, I say this a lot is like, you know, pretend you're a doctor and your whole job is to, when the brand comes to you is you have to diagnose them. You have to say, tell me all your problems. What are your symptoms? Give it to me, right? You don't say, here's my media kit. Here's my pricing. No, you say, hey, give me your symptoms, right? And then you design a, a bespoke solution to them. And yeah, maybe some of it's gonna be shorts, some of it's gonna be live streams, some of it's gonna be VOD, some of it's gonna, remind me, do you have a newsletter? I do. Okay, so some of it's going to be a newsletter spot. So it's like, uh, you know, and it's going to be different for everyone because, you know, you don't want to prescribe someone a solution that isn't going to help them achieve their objectives. Yeah. Um, How much when, when you're thinking of potential sponsors and I don't know, like, I think what I'm afraid of when it comes to moving outside of the industry of just security and privacy is that I cannot command the same pricing for that. Uh, that I can for things that I know are going to convert a lot better, right? So yeah, I could I could do cases, phone cases or something like that. But I mean, it's it's a low ticket item that I'm pretty sure would not pay the same rates as a SaaS company that can sell worldwide, where uh, you know a case company can only sell in the U.S. or in the U.K. or something like that. Does that make sense? It does, but where does that come from? Why Why are you thinking that you couldn't, couldn't command the same rates? I think that's coming a little bit from my affiliate background. I know what I can, you know, if I spend a lot of time on an affiliate that gets me five bucks per sale versus one that gets me 60, uh, I can spend the same amount of time and, and I know which is going to give me more in the end. And um, yeah, I guess I'm just making the assumption based off of that. We need to go back to like first principles here, like go back to the basics. Okay. Um, like we need to do some psychographic and like research into our audience. Like that's the most important thing we need to discover here because I'm, I'm going to make a total like guess right now, but I'm probably not mm-hmm. that far off, which is that someone who is very interested in privacy and security probably wants uh, to protect their family and wants a home security system through alarm.com or simply safe because mm-hmm. that's the type of person that they are. I think that, I'm guessing here, but like I would imagine that like if I think of like, let me like 
like put up a picture of Joe or Tina or whoever your audience persona is. You know, they have two kids. Yeah. They live in this place. They're this age. They have this household income roughly. Um, you know, this is their job. Do they have kids? You know, where are they can how and where are they consuming my content? What brands and products and services are they using and loving right now? What is keeping them up at night? What problems do they have that you need to send that survey out? in your YouTube community tab or to a type form or Google form to your newsletter or all the above. Actually, it should be all the above. And yeah. you need to get some more texture behind what's who is your audience, not beyond the demographics, uh, because that is going to be the thing where you're like, oh, actually, I need to serve my audience in maybe a little bit more of an in-depth way than I have been to date. Obviously, the things that make the most sense are the, the most obvious shoe-ins to your content you know, sure. structure or the, you know, the, the, you know, the password managers and the VPNs and all that stuff too. But like, I bet you could think of a pretty creative integration for a home security system. Probably. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, so like, how, how does that sit with you? Because like that, that would be the very first like place my mind would go here. I could definitely see something like that. And I am due for um, another audience survey of some kind that I've been thinking about. So that, that, I'm taking notes as you're talking and that's, yeah. That's I mean, like it's, it's, it's as easy as like, it's like, um, you know, I am working on my 2024 content, uh, strategy and I want to make sure that I am making the content that works, that serves you <laughs> that that's it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Would you mind sparing, you know, a few minutes to, to share some information with me that I want to know more about you. Yeah. Easy. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, and so, so I guess, I guess the point is, is like, um, now it's no longer like what makes sense for me. It's like, yeah. what, how can I best serve my audience? It's like audience first, right? Because now it's like, okay, yeah. yeah. Like there's all these like obvious brands that work for me, but then now it's like, oh, like I, my goal, because now the, the beautiful part about this strategy is that when you start working with some of these other types of brands, they're now going to look to you. They're going to trust your judgment on the core products even more, right? Because they're gonna be like, wow, Josh is helping me a lot more in my life than just in this area of like online privacy and security. He's like helping keep my family safe. He's exposing me to new brands and products and services that are helping me in these other ways that I, I wasn't expecting. And so I think a lot of creators who have a very particular niche like you get a little nervous because they're like, oh, I don't I don't know if this, I don't wanna go down that lane or help people with these other things. But I actually yeah. think it's like, not only are you gonna perform better with your core sponsorships, but when you do start selling potentially your own products, digital products, you know, like courses, coaching, whatever it is, if that's like your your um, mm -hmm. cup of tea, um, that's gonna only be a boon to that stuff because again, it's all about serving them, right? So yeah. it doesn't matter if, you know, if you're, if it's your product, if it's someone else's product, if it's, you know, uh, another sponsor, right? It's all about audience first. Yeah. Um, I'm going to shift gears for a second, if mm -hmm. you don't mind, unless you, we want to keep going yeah, on please. that. Um, I, one of the things that I've done in the past, and I'd love to hear your take on this, is in order to, because you know how it is, like some video, I've got like a standard, like kind of what does well and what what is a good video on my channel. And then obviously some of them do a lot better. And then some of them kind of don't reach that. And I haven't had too many problems with sponsors being unhappy with, with where it's reached. But I have negotiated in contracts where if once it reaches a certain number of views, I can now flip my links into affiliate links. So it's like, okay, you've paid for this much. And now at this point, I can switch to affiliate links. 
and I do that, I guess, really just to protect the upside. And I'm curious if that's something that you've, I, I don't remember you talking about that in the past. Is that something that you've recommended? Is that something you think is kind of weird? I think it's kind of weird. Okay. <laughs> I mean, ma mainly because um, protecting your upside should be the least of your concerns, in my opinion. Um, okay. Like the your primary con concern, in my opinion, would be having this sponsor walk away feeling like we want to work with Josh over and over and over again. And so, yeah, there may have been sponsors who were fine, like agreeing to this, but to some sponsors, it's going to be like, this is weird. Like, this is bizarre. Like, it seems like a selfish pursuit, I guess is the okay. point. It's like, I want to make sure that I'm maximizing the total revenue that I'm capturing out of this partnership. And I get it. I understand that. Um, but I like, honestly, you're going to make so much more money in the long run um, not trying to, because really what it is to me is like you're signaling to them that like, I want to make sure that I'm getting the best value out of this deal. That that to me, that's what that signals. Even though it may not, may or may not be true, um, like proposing any sort of like kind of things like that that are non-standard based on what other partnerships that they do. Like your, your goal here should just be LTV, maximizing the lifetime value of this relationship, right? And so, okay. you know, um, I, I, I would like stick to trying to negotiate a really healthy and fair amount for the actual partnership. And hey, that, that may be uh, a hybrid compensation model, by the way. It could be instead of accepting a flat rate, you are getting a base rate plus a sweetener or a kicker on the back end for signups. And so you don't even have okay. to worry about affiliate stuff at that point. You say, hey, you pay me 5K up front plus 50% of, you know, lifetime, you know, you know, uh, commissions for the affiliate link or whatever. Like you can negotiate that. If, if that's really your concern, negotiate that type of deal up front. Um, so rather than this kind of hokey thing where it's like, oh, okay, I'm going in there and I'm going to update it to be my affiliate link, like this type of thing. Like, just don't waste your time, dude. Just like negotiate a fair deal up front, maximize the LTV of the relationship by making sure they work with you over and over and over again. Um, and that's going to be, in my opinion, that's going to be the, the way to maximize your revenue. It's not not doing stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and I guess the last, uh, the last thing that has really, well, I mean, this is, it's, it's something that you've, you've talked about a lot and I don't even expect like one particular answer, but it's like, okay, for me trying to, I've know what I've set on my rates and trying to figure out what it is that when I, when I hit 24, 2024, okay, what, what do I need to be aiming for? I know what I would like, and, um, and so it's a matter of, you know, whether I can command those, those rates or not. And, mm -hmm. uh, like, how do you go about determining whether the rates that you would like, like, I, I, I know what I want to hit at some point in 2024. And so, uh, maybe it, maybe I can't hit that in January. Maybe it'll take until June. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, it's something I'm still wrestling over is trying to figure out the the rates that I should be charging on that if that makes sense. So, are are you comfortable sharing what you're trying to hit? Well, I'm trying to get up into the like into the five figures, like per, right like now per sponsorship. I'm, correct. Like per okay. yeah, per video basically. Okay. Um and well into that. Like I'm close to that already, but um getting well into that so that, you know, right now I'll do 3 to 4 sponsored videos a month maybe. And um 
and I, I would rather be comfortable doing two to three instead of three to four. And so by raising the rates, I feel like um, I could justify that a little more. Not only that, but I, I, am, I could be just tricking myself into thinking this. But when I, like I genuinely am constantly having to deal with people in my email inbox saying, hey, when is your exclusivity over? Uh, hey, you know, can we, and, and then, yeah. So I, I feel like there's the potential to raise those rates. Like it's gotta mm -hmm. be there mm -hmm. or else the demand wouldn't be in my, yeah. sitting there in my inbox. Are these integrated or dedicated videos generally that you're doing? I try to stick with integrated. Mm -hmm. Dedicated are really, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm not a big fan of that. Okay. So uh, I'm a big fan of reverse engineering this kind of stuff. Like, like what, okay. what would you have to make happen? What would you need to structurally change about the way in which you're positioning and packaging your offers to sponsors for you to start mm -hmm. hitting those types of numbers? Um, and so walk me through a sample negotiation with the brand. They come inbound to you. They're saying, hey, we want to work with you, Josh. What's your approach in terms of how you, how you position your various offers? Well, a lot of, let me see, what would I say about this? Um, I, I love being able to package different thoughts and ideas. So that, that is actually a, a fun part of this for me is the negotiation process. Like I like pulling in shorts and email newsletter stuff and like making, making everything feel valuable. Like I believe that it is, but I think that the majority of the value comes from just the main video where I'm doing that integrated sponsorship. Um, at least that's what I've seen in the past. I could be, I could be wrong, but, um, I feel like that's where the, the primary value is. So for me, it's trying to figure out, you know, I don't like doing just one-offs. Um, and that's one of the things that I talk with brands about is that I, you know, I have taken time to build a relationship with my audience and I want to genuinely build this relationship with you and say that, you know, Hey, this is a company I've been working with for a year or two years. Like, I feel like that, um, actually adds value when I'm talking with my audience so that it, it they recognize that this is something that is a long-term relationship. Uh, and so, you know, again, like even there's one sponsorship, I'll just say like delete me has been with me for a year and a half now and they've Sweet. got me under, I just signed up for them by the way. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know they've got exclusivity on me until the end of December, mm. um, which is which is awesome. But I'm not doing a video for them every like I, I am doing a video for them every month. But um, but it's not like two or three. And I'm sure like we could negotiate that. But that goes back to the I don't want to hate this job type of thing. Mm. So I've mm -hmm. just kind of been been spacing it out. Um, but ag again, that's that's one of those where I'm gonna have to you know, approach them because they came in and they're still working on rates that I had a year and a half, two years ago. Mm. And, uh, and we're gonna have to have a, a good conversation. Now, I think I love your idea of coming up with a good report that's gonna, cause I've had to, I've actually had to change people that I've my primary mm. contacts. So I think, you know, even being able to say, hey, you know, you may not know this, but right. here's what we've done over the past year and a half. Um, and so like being able to do that, I think will, um, will be a very effective way to communicate with them, but it is a conversation I'm going to have to have coming into the new year. Yeah. Uh, two comments to that. Number one, be prepared to lose them. This is, okay. this is one of the challenging aspects of all this is that you could do all the work to put that report together and be like, Hey, my rates are two, three X now. And they're going to say, sorry, like it's not, 
not going to happen at that rate. Um, and just be aware that that could be a potential outcome of this. Um, unless you're able to illustrate to them to three X the value, <laughs> uh, for that rate, right? Cause that's, that's going to be the calculus that they're going on in their mind. And in fact, like that's, that's the second thing I want to talk about here is that, um, I kind of say that there's like a two prong two two steps that you take to start making a lot more money on your sponsorships. The first and most obvious one is doing packages, which it sounds like you're already doing right where you're illustrating here. Here's all the, all the various ways in which I can serve you beyond my YouTube channel, the newsletter, the shorts, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I, what I, one thing I'm curious if you're doing is that, um, one mistake that a lot of creators make when they start doing packages is they just offer more. They say, Hey, you know, package two or package three, you're going to get two YouTube videos or three. It's going to be three month partnership, or it's just like quantity is the main lever between those various packages. Um, and the most important thing to do when you're actually con constructing these, these packages is ensuring that you're tying the packages to the specific goals that the sponsor has. So when you have these conversations at the outset, so let's say you go to delete me and you say, Hey, you know, you have this realignment conversation. You say, Hey, I want to understand what are your 2024 objectives? Delete me. Um, and they say three different things. They say one of them is, yeah, we want to, you know, penetrate more with brand awareness. We want to, yeah, maybe get some content that we can repurpose for paid ads. And then, yeah, the, maybe the third goal is like conversions, right? Like we want to actually drive like trial signups and then paying memberships, whatever. So there's like a, a couple different goals that they articulate to you in that realignment conversation. Then when you ultimately put that proposal in front of them, you need to tie the packages explicitly to the goals. So you say, hey, package one is only going to help you accomplish goal one. That 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 brand awareness one or that conversion, that you're only gonna be able to accomplish that if you pick package one, which is the lowest amount, obviously, right? And then moving up to five or six, package five or six, the only way for them to accomplish all three of their goals or all five of their goals that you identified would be to go for that, the highest package. And so, Oftentimes package five or six may be completely different than package one. In fact, it should be, right? So package six, the, o the, the only thing that you're gonna be doing in package six is like two webinars a month for them or, so or something like that, right? Because that's gonna go, that's gonna go, because like imagine you went to delete me and said, hey, I like, I would love to do some webinars for your customers delete me, where you send an email blast to all 100,000 people of your customer base. And instead of saying, hey, we have a Black Friday promotion for delete me, which is what or whatever, whatever promotion they're running, which is what they're doing all day long. You say, we are doing a webinar with Josh Summers of all things secured. We're going to talk about the latest and greatest, you know, online privacy things, blah, blah, blah. What is that worth to the brand? I, I don't know. A lot, probably. Right. Because they're positioning themselves as advocates within your industry. It's something that is, again, not directly tied to how many views or conversions you're you're receiving. Um, but now it's this real cool creative marketing thing that they're able to plug. So a lot of it is like getting creative with things that, again, they're kind of leveraging your name and likeness. They're leveraging your positioning within this industry kind of hard to value something like that. I have a, a creator that I work with um, who's in my ongoing coaching program. And, you know, one, one very, very large and lucrative thing that he's been doing is conferences. So he will, you know, almost serve as a de facto representative for these companies. He goes and he'll do, 
you know, podcast recordings in the booth. He'll do kind of like, you know, he, he almost serves as an advocate for that brand, but he's not an employee there. And, and, and he is making an absolute killing doing stuff like this. And so they love being able to like, how, how much you pay, how much do you charge for something like that? It's like almost immeasurable because, um, again, it's not related to like a, you know, deliverable linear deliverable, like uh, thing that you're guaranteeing them assets that you're delivering. Right. Um, so it's like, I think a lot of it, and, and again, you're never going to know what's important to them until you have this, this realignment conversation. Right. And so you, to date, you may have been in this one bucket where Josh is just one of a hundred people that we work with it, you know, every month or whatever. And now you're like, Oh, okay. Maybe he's not just that. Maybe we can leverage him in, in other creative ways. Yeah. I mean, so to like go even further down that rabbit hole, uh, you know, I've had, and I've told brands, Hey, you can, you can send me merch. I can't, I won't guarantee that I'm going to wear it, but you know, I'll, I'll, if it makes sense uh, and, it, and it's the right type of merch, like this is kind of my, like, this is my look, right. A, a collared, button, you know, it's not full button down. Like this is the way that I do it. And, um, and so I've had some of them send it and I'm what's sorry, I'm going down a different rabbit hole, but what's the difference between what just like a, a relationship with a sponsor versus like what you're saying, bring, being that brand ambassador almost. So somebody that does wear the shirt on a short, even though it has, I'm not talking about them at all. It's just like, I'm going to wear your shirt when I'm doing the, you know, these shorts. And then, you know, I, I will be your brand ambassador because I like your product that much. And I'm willing to put my name next to that. How much is that worth? Mm. So I would say, obviously, it's the dream for most creators to be like, pay me to wear your clothing. Like, regardless of what niche you're in, I would say sure. gener generally those types of partnerships are few and far between to come by. Um, okay. But there may be partnerships where that actually does make sense, where you have certain products, whether it's product placement or whether it is certain things like a microphone or like things that you're using all the time or whatever. Yeah, those deals can be are, are a little probably easier to, to come by. But I would say that the the lucrative ambassadorships that you're going to that I'm talking about are ones that are directly within your niche, where it's like yeah. you are um, using casually meant, you know, mentioning it, obviously you have to disclose it, but like the, the ambassadorship type relationships are the ones where they want to, uh, position the, the brand wants to position themselves as advocates within the industry. So, so here, here's the best example is that like, if you look at my metrics across social media, right? How many views I got on my YouTube videos or how many downloads I get on my podcast or whatever. Like yeah. I'm not getting tens of thousands of views, Josh. Like that's not, I'm, I'm not blowing you out of the water with like my top level impressions, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm making 15, $16,000 a month on sponsorships right now with relatively low lift. Um, and this is a switch I turned on relatively recently in my personal business. Um, and the reason that these brands are, are wanting to collaborate with me is because of what I represent to the industry. They want mm -hmm. to be able to say, and I know this, they want to be able to say, we are aligned with Justin Moore, the creator wizard, because so many people trust his judgment on yeah. things related to the creator economy. And so oftentimes what brands will actually compensate you for is that. It's the, it's the advocacy for the industry. Them being able to say, we are partnered with Josh Summers of All Things Secured, he really, like knows his stuff and people trust his judgment on stuff. So it's oftentimes less about the deliverables that you're, but again, it has to align with their goals. Like I'm only going to pitch yeah. that type of, you know, relationship yeah. to a brand who's after something like that. Right. Uh, and so I, yeah. I would think that 
it's it's really important for you to kind of try to suss this out in some of these conversations. Like, okay, is this is this brand like a, a perfect situation? In the, is would be a brand is struggling with a competitor. That's mm. the relationship to bring that up in because they're yeah. struggling. They're 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 facing competitive headwinds for whatever reason, regulatory headwinds, whatever whatever it is, um, and mm. they are really struggling to try to make a name for themselves or or keep a name for themselves. That's where they yeah. say, "Hey, my stamp of approval carries a lot within this in this highly valued consumer segment that you're trying to reach." Let's yeah. do some of these other creative things that we just talked about, the conferences, the webinars, et cetera, et cetera. You're not gonna pitch that to every brand, but to certain brands, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, I, that makes that makes a lot of sense. So there's one company that I ha that that I have in mind that like I could I could be a lot more of an advocate moving forward. And we've talked about more of a long-term partnership for 2024. And it's just I need to figure out the best way to approach Th that particular relationship. So let's talk yeah. about it. What, what, so what's, what's unique about that relationship? Well, I've worked with them a lot in the past and, um, and they actually approached me and said, Hey, we've got a, a creator, like an influencer program that we're only opening to like five or six influencers. And we want you to be part of it. Um, they've already kind of set out, here's, here's our budget. I don't know what they expect from that budget, but they've at least told me what their budget is. Uh, and then it would, you know, come with increased, you know, affiliate commissions and stuff like that. And the good news is it's a company that I love and I use. And so it, it works out well in that way. Um, it would be a lot harder if it was a company that I, you know, didn't use as much, which I've been approached by them as well. But, but yeah, so for that one, if I know, I know the budget and it's already a company that I've recommended and promoted in the past, it's just now formalizing that relationship and making it something where, okay, now they're not just people that I mention. These are, now I'm aligned and I am, they are sponsors. And I, mm -hmm. yeah, and I think that that carries a different weight whenever I'm saying that in a video, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I mean, I think it's, Oftentimes these are how these relationships start is like you, you start as kind of an uh, unofficial informal kind of ambassador. They send you stuff, you're an affiliate, you know, this type of thing. But then, yeah, maybe you start driving conversions or they just really love the way in which you talk about the product and you just are like, you get it, you know, they don't have to educate you around this. And so, yeah, yeah it's a lot easier to like now cross the chasm basically so that they're now an official sponsor, but it's going to take you shooting your shot for sure. It's going to be take you being like, okay, here's the proposal. <laughs> here's what it's yeah. going to be on a monthly basis, quarterly basis, whatever. Um, one, one thing I, I think a lot of creators fail to remember is that like oftentimes increases and decreases in influencer budget is directly tied to the larger term objectives for, for the brand. Um, you know, like they're, um, you know, a kind of a, I can't name the the brand or the creator of what this, what this happened to, but like there is a, a brand that I'm, I, I am intimately familiar with that is, um, struggling. Okay. They are, it's in the CPG, the consumer packaged goods space. Um, and they are just not hitting their targets the you know, the types of consumers that they want to purchase their product. It's not doing so well. And so one of the 2024, tactics that they're exploring is completely revamping their their influencer strategy and it's mm -hmm. a direct response to the macro trends that they're experiencing in the in the in the business it's not just the influencer strategy right they're talking about yeah. other you know revamping the general marketing strategy right broadcast tv print all this stuff but like you know basically they are like 10xing 
their influencer budget from where it was before because they realize that they need to make some significant structural changes to their business if they want to reverse this negative trend that they're experiencing. And so I counsel creators a lot to like really try to probe to understand like what's going on in their business. Be a consultant. Don't just be a creator. Why are they trying to, you know, increase their influencer spend or really try to crack this nut? Because it's probably related to something much more invasive and dire for the brand. And so if you're able, you, you could potentially unlock way more money, you know, if you realize, oh, wow, the brand really needs this to work. So I'm not trying to prey on them necessarily, but it's my job to help them understand that I could actually be a much larger asset to them. Like you mentioned, I could be a much larger asset to them once I realize actually what's going on. Yeah. So if you're completely disconnected from the the, the business outcome that they're trying to accomplish, um, yeah, you're always going to forever, you know, get your little share of the pie. Uh, but how do you how do you get a much larger slice of it? I think is the uh, is the is the question. Yeah. And for a relationship that in the past has been built almost exclusively on affiliates and um, like crossing that chasm to me just has been a lot more awkward. Uh, just because, I mean, I've proven myself as an affiliate, like I'm, I make great, like that's, that's why when I talk about sponsorships, it's more icing on the cake. Cause I've, I've established like a baseline of affiliate income that is, that has been awesome. Uh, and so going above and beyond and changing some of those relationships, not completely, but you know, I guess it's, it's an addition to, uh, has been, it's, uh, it's still in process, I should say. <laughs> you know why it's hard? Because why would they want, why would the brand want to ruin a good thing, right? It's yeah. like you're out there, you're their little content army talking about them and they have to outlay no capital whatsoever. You oh, yeah. are trivializing the fact that you have to create the content to talk about them. Um, so it, like the a lot of creators say, oh, I'm just so mad. Like, why won't they finally pay me? And, and what I always say, it's like kind of what we talked about earlier. It's like, you have to give them a reason to pay you, <laughs> like give them a reason, yeah. whether it's, you know, more content, whether, you know, different, different types of content, um, you know, usage rights to repurpose it, you know, like doing other creative things like the webinars and like the newsletter blast and all this stuff, right. Um, that they understand how you're different than, than other people. And I think that that's like the, the biggest unlock. One thing I just really, real quickly want to, want to touch on about the, your, your high level financial goals of like hitting these kind of healthy five figure, sure. um, check sizes. I just want to real quickly mention that, that it's, it's absolutely good to like have these, these high level goals. But what I would argue would be that a, a healthier goal for you, Josh, and again, this is unsolicited. Well, maybe kind of solicited, um, is a annual goal because, um, and of course you want to track this, track it with sub goals and all this stuff too, but don't let a a arbitrary dollar value that you're trying to reach per video um, force you to be myopic about deals and relationships that actually are, are advantageous for you and your audience. So that might mean taking video deals that are, you know, higher four figures or mid four figures even potentially. Mm -hmm. um, if it makes sense for, again, the LTV of the relationship, the lifetime value of the relationship. So I talk about this a lot is like, don't get fixated on just this 
arbitrary number that you want to hit, which is great. Like we all have that. Um, but it's like, yeah. it's like the stock market, right? You're not going to have winners on every deal or on every stock that you pick. And so I think it's actually more additive to your larger goals would be to think, okay, like I want a stable of like four to five really solid sponsors. And yeah, some may pay me half <laughs> what these other sponsors over here for the same deliverables for the same yeah. exact deliverables, but it just makes sense based on their budget appetite and their goals. And that's totally okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that I I do like the idea of working with just this set smaller number of companies over a longer period of time that, that has some flexibility, like what we're talking about, where it's, uh, you know, I, I rarely give out like dates. And I don't know, maybe it sounds like you've done that in the past. Like, I'll tell them I'll give you a, a video in July, you yeah, know, or right. in November, uh, because I'm just, I... I wish I were more streamlined like that, but um, I'm still building out my team to be able to, you know, have content be that predictable. Mm. And, uh, and so that's still, I mean, that, that could be something that I think that that is part of actually what my goal would be. I, sorry, I'm thinking out loud here. Like, yeah. even as you're saying this annual goals, I can see my annual goal being uh, working backwards from what team I would want to have in order to create the content that could support that type of um, that number of sponsors mm. and then working backwards from there. Does that, did that make sense? 100%, 100%. And this is what you yeah. have to do. Like you, yeah. you, you're not going to just magically arrive at that number, like without the infrastructure in place to be able to make it happen. Right. Yeah. And so um, like this, this fourth newsletter a week blast that I mentioned, the tool Tuesdays working title TM, yeah. um, you know, it's like, <laughs> um, like that only, like we only arrived at that decision based on, current supply and demand with like, you know, sponsors that were really anxious to work with us. Um, uh, a pulse check from our community of people constantly asking about the tech stack and all this stuff too, uh, but also yeah. working back at some of our financial goals where we're saying like, okay, we are literally sold out <laughs> our, our in inventory, quote unquote, for the newsletter, right? Yeah. And so if we wanna hit some of these, you know, uh, sub goals for sponsorship revenue for specifically the newsletter, then, either we have to, there's only two levers mainly, right? Well, there's a couple levers, but like, yes, the, the obvious ones are like increasing the rates and increasing inventory, right? That's the primary lever, levers we have, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so um, it made a lot of sense. We decided that like, okay, I think increasing inventory makes a lot of sense. It's it's a relatively low operational overhead. Like, you know, we're, these are not gonna be like super long emails. It's gonna be, you know, probably something more condensed or short. Um, but again, it also gives us a new creative outlet. That's the, that's the other thing I love about thinking this way and kind of working backwards is like, oh, that's actually yeah. exciting to me to like shine a spotlight on cool tools and yeah. you know services. It's not just gonna be software. It's gonna be like people have maybe productized services or something that can be like, hey, they got this really cool course that'll teach you X, go patronize it. Like I'm not an affiliate, I'm just supporting them. You know, like that. that's a cool, uh, because like, honestly, my emails are getting longer and longer and longer because I want to highlight stuff, you know? And so I think yeah. the same for you, like, is there new content formats that this potentially opens up for you that you're like, okay, maybe I've never done, I don't have a bucket of like tools, like where I just focus on like tool of the week or, you know, like privacy tool of the week or, or so, I don't know. Right. But it's like, you know, it, it's a kind of a cool creative challenge where it's like, oh, it could potentially knock out a couple birds with, uh, with one stone. Tool Tuesday. Is that something where you how, how would you integrate or would you sponsors into that or or is that one of those where like you said earlier i'm i want to make sure that it's not necessarily it's just something i like it's something i want to you know yeah. 
support in some way? I'm going to integrate it very obviously. I'm going to, yeah, I'll say when it's a sponsor. Hey, this sponsor okay. wants to shine their spotlight on this promotion that they're working on. Yeah, there's going to be sponsors, there's going to be affiliates, and then there's going to be a lot that aren't either of those. So again, it's positioning. I We are unbiased advocates. Yeah. We're shining a spotlight on a tool. Um, and it's just being very clear and honest with, the, with my audience. I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't see it as like uh, very complicated, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I mean, I the reason yeah. why maybe I find it complicated, I... I you know, small team, I get a yep. lot of emails, you know, let's say, oh, we've got this new software that we want you to test out. It's like, great. Yeah. When I've got an extra 30 minutes to an hour in my day, which I never have, right. you know, right. so the email back is kind of like, hey, well, you know, you can, if you want, uh, you can get in the back of the line, you know, and if I get a chance, I'll, I'll look at it. Maybe I can't promise anything or you, we can work on a sponsor, you know, we can actually partner together and then I can actually do something with that. Um, there's, I, I struggle. I, I, I think I'm okay with that. I've struggled in the past with feeling like that's a pay to play model that mm. I really want to make sure that I am not playing with that. That that's a gray area. hundred percent. Yeah. That I don't want to play with too much, but, um, but yeah, like that, I can see that, that that's why I, I'm thinking even with like, let's say I did tech tip Tuesday again, where it's like, okay, well I'm, I'm highlighting this company they didn't pay me. I just liked the tool. And then now this one wants to pay me to do it. Uh, so yeah. Like All right. The so, so let me, let me, okay. Here's, here's uh, a very obvious, a clear example of this in my own business is okay. that I have my yeah. Thursday newsletter, right? It's the mm -hmm. sponsorship opportunities newsletter. Um, and I have a form where um, any brand or agency can submit their sponsorship opportunity to be featured in the newsletter, right? It's free. Okay. I say totally free, right? Like just fill out the form here, fill out the pieces of information that we'll need and we will highlight you. Like no questions asked, like as long as it's a legitimate opportunity. And then we have a little section at the bottom where we say, if you want a more robust feature of your opportunity or of your brand, click mm. click here uh, to, to and we'll send you information about being, being a potential sponsor. And so we've yeah. streamlined this now. And so a lot of brands will click yes, because they want to be the ones at the very top of the email with a highlight around their thing. And they're like, this yeah. is the opportunity. So it's, it's not pay to play at all. It's like, Hey, we're going to feature you for free. Like we have this format here. Cool. Because again, we're serving our community. It's all about service first, right? We're serving them. We're mm -hmm. highlighting as many opportunities for them. We want to be the nexus for creators to get paid and be able to, you know, build their business and all this stuff too. And one of the ways in which we're able to do that is certain opportunities will be featured because those are sponsors. And so I, again, I think it's like um, constructing a way in your business where you have multiple avenues for people like, Hey, yeah, if you want to be, I've got this private community, happy to make a quick post about it over there. No problem. If you want a more yeah. robust, you know, in-depth feature, like let's talk. I have some other, you know, options for, for, for uh, us to be able to do that. Interesting. Yeah. What were some of your uh, big takeaways from the conversation you would say? Yeah. I like, like the, the different content formats enable enabling me to like, I'm, I feel like I've done a good job of packaging stuff, but I think there's still even improvements that I can do on packaging different types of things. Um, whether that is live streaming or going into something that's a little more like uh, off the cuff, like a tech tip Tuesday that I've done in the past. Um, I most certainly am going to be re realigning with, uh, at least two of my sponsors heading into 2024. And I would be surprised if we weren't working together starting January 1. Um, 
because they are really good, strong sponsorships. But I think what I've taken away is just this idea that comprehensive report, reminding myself that I have changed like people that I've been talking with. One of them, you know, left the company. And so just being able to go back and remind them everything that's happened over the past year and a half, two years. Um, yeah. And then sending that audience survey would be a good kind of reset for 24 as well. Uh, both from a sponsorship perspective, but I think also from a content creation and yeah. even, you know, other things as well. Uh, it's always, it's, I, sometimes, you know, you go through these things. It's like, yeah, duh, I, I've, I've known this. <laughs> yeah, I've been in this game for a decade or more, and it's just a good reminder that I got to do that. Um, yeah, an annual goal versus per video goal. I think that's that's going to be something I'll have to chew on for a day or two to kind of think about how I approach that and what would my annual goal be um, and why, and then how can I work backwards from that? Love it. Yeah, and I think um, just to put a bookend on that, like because this isn't your primary revenue stream, I think you need to be very intentional about setting this goal because it's easy to just be like, oh, it's just extra money, right? It's like icing on the cake, right? And so it's like, it's easy to let the goals slip um, yeah. when in reality, you need to be much more mindful about setting that because um, you know, you're gonna be disappointed at the end of the year. Like, oh man, I, I was hoping I was gonna make more or whatever, but it's like, you really do yeah. have to reverse engineer it. So yeah, glad to hear it was helpful, man. Hey, you're, uh, you're still here. Well, that's pretty cool. I appreciate that. I got a really small ask. Would you rate this podcast wherever you're currently listening to it? A friend of a friend told me that positive ratings are the number one way to help get your podcast in front of new listeners. So will you do me a solid rate it? And then, you know what? Actually screenshot the rating, DM it to me at creator wizard. And in return, I will, you know what? I'm going to sing you a song of your choosing deal. I, and I used to be in a metal band and I'm classically trained in opera. So you're probably going to want to rate the podcast. Thanks again.